Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two-story building, beautiful place, uh, great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern, great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out, Southeastern, on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow Restaurant, also on Magnolia, on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bow uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of, bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had Chinese bow, it's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bow restaurant downtown Auburn and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome in to a uh, special edition of the Auburn Live show. We're going to have some quick reaction to Auburn's 34-10 loss to Georgia. Um Hope everybody uh, had a good Saturday um, and enjoyed tailgating in the college football atmosphere uh, despite the result. Um, all right, let's dive into this game a little bit. Um, you know, despite the 34 to 10 result, it felt closer. You know, I think I think a lot of people would, would say that. Auburn had opportunities in this football game to keep it close, to certainly give themselves a chance in the fourth quarter. You know, we talked about that. All week last week, I said, look, Auburn needs to play two games here. They need to get it to the fourth quarter and then see what happens. And, and, and they had opportunities to do that. This could have been like we talked about. This could have been a 20 to 10 type game or, you know, it could have been a 20 shoot. It could have been a 27 to 17 type game going into the fourth quarter. Um, but they just, they couldn't make the plays when they needed to. Um, look, the drop passes stand out big time. Um, you know, I, I, there were, I counted probably eight, eight to 10. The official stats had even more than that. Uh, so I, I don't know exactly how many there were, but when there's a, when there's a discrepancy, there's a lot, right? So the drops are just a problem and it's not just the drops. It's when they happened. Um, you look at the very first drive, you know, Shanker, tough play, tough catch, but he gets his hands on the ball. Normally he make he makes that play. He drops the ball. It's a touchdown. It's four points off the board. You know, Shedrick Jackson, he drops a fourth down pass right in his hands. Uh, the next play, Georgia throws a 60-yard touchdown. So talk about a momentum swing. If Auburn, if Shedrick Jackson catches that ball third quarter and Auburn converts that, they're down 17-3 to at the time. If Auburn gets that, what if they go get a touchdown on that drive? What if that continues them on and they get a touchdown? Worst case, the drive stalls and Auburn maybe 
pooch pots it or something and pins Georgia deep and it's 17 to three. Um, and, and, and can maybe manage to, to get to win back field position in that scenario. So, uh, you know, Sean Shivers was not great. Um, I think they relied, you know, the, a little bit too much on him. I mean, he's still a, he's still a running back. And Georgia had, Georgia covered him pretty well. And some of those passes he dropped, he's not going anywhere. Of course, one turns into an interception. Demetrius Robertson had some drops. Um, so just not a not a good day from the Auburn wideouts. Um, that definitely stood out. Look, Bo Nix, he gets a lot of scrutiny. Uh, he's like he's probably the most scrutinized quarterback um, in the history of Auburn football. I thought he played well enough to win the football game. Um, did he miss? Did he make mistakes? Sure. Were, were there? If you go back and look at the film, are there guys that he missed? You know, on the Shivers play, the interception, the right side, nobody covered the wideout. There was a guy that crossed from the slot that was running a crossing route, and then it looked like Shanker broke outside the sideline. Nobody was on him. Nobody. Um, because Bo just immediately went to Shivers on the swing pass. They only needed short yardage. So I don't know if that's a play that that they tell him to just immediately look to the running back, swing it to him, and, and let him work, or if that's Bo just keying in on a guy, and which he has a tendency to do. Um, there was another play uh, that I think Bo got sacked on that he did a pump fake uh, to a wideout. This was probably third quarter. Um, he, he did a pump fake. The receiver ran a stop and go, blew by the Georgia corner, blew by him. And if you look at the film, Bo pump fakes, and then after he fakes, he takes his eyes somewhere else. And then nobody's open and he gets sacked, whereas if he keeps his eyes where he pump faked, uh, he lets it go. And Albert, it's, I mean, seriously, it's maybe a touchdown. So anyway, th- there's stuff like that all over the place. Um, but that, ha- that happens in a lot of football games. It, it does. If you go break down the film, y- you'd see a lot of that receiver was open. Like you're just, you're not going to hit them all. You're not going to look, you're not going to find them all. It's just not going to happen. But, but there were some, some opportunities there um, for Auburn to stay in this football game and they just couldn't make the plays. Um, I thought the defense played well. We talked about the defense needing to play, you know, obviously well enough to win. You know, I, I thought the defense played, I shouldn't say they played well. I thought they played okay. It's hard to overlook the bus in, in the in, in, in the secondary. You know, Badarius Knighton gives up a big play down the sideline. Nehemiah Pritchett got toasted twice um, on on once on a stop and go, once on just a straight post route that Georgia caught Auburn in a cover zero. Credit to Georgia. I mean, they came out and, and thought, hey, let's take a shot, and they caught Auburn with no safety. Uh, you know, if you're Nehemiah Pritchett and there's no safety, how, how do you let your guy just run a clean post to the middle? I don't really know what happened there, but um, – it's the busts in the secondary are not great, but Auburn played. I thought they played valiant. You know that they held Georgia at under fifty yards rushing in the first half. Of course, that's when Georgia started going over the top, and then the second half, Georgia came back and said, "We're going to establish the run." It was clear from the first drive of the third quarter. So, um, I thought Auburn's defense did about the best they could. In all honesty, um, those busted those busted plays in the secondary just continue to plague them. Um, if they could ever go a game where they don't give up that big play. And, you know, that's Derek Mason's style. He wants to play that zone and keep and keep a top on those plays. But you can't do that against Georgia. He had to be aggressive in the run, and, and, and they just got burned. Give Stetson Bennett a lot of credit. He played a heck of a, a football game. Um, but I thought Auburn's defense also made stops at times in the game to keep Auburn in it. You know, I think it was – 
oh gosh, second quarter, I think when it was 10 to 3, 17 to 3, something, Auburn made like 10, a couple of straight stops to keep Auburn in the game. So the defense did step up and make some plays when they needed to, that if Auburn's offense could have answered, we would have had a closer game. Um, so, you know, look, all in all, Georgia's the better football team, clearly. Um, I just feel like if you watch that game minus the last, like, six, seven minutes, I thought it was closer than 24 points. Um, and I think Auburn just – they just couldn't get um, consistency going. Um, you know, they started to show some offense middle of the game. They had a – they had the touchdown drive. Um, they had the touchdown drive. And then I guess it was second quarter. They, they had a stretch of about three drives in a row right there in the middle of the game that accounted for like 190 yards of offense Auburn did. Um, they had a touchdown, and then I think the fourth down stop was in there. Or no, it might have been the uh, might have been the turnover on downs, the fourth down stop, and then the touchdown. I don't remember. Either way, Auburn had three drives in the middle of that game that went for 190 yards of offense, including a touchdown. And it, it looked like maybe Auburn was getting a little bit of rhythm. And then after that, it just completely stalled. And and really, you could point to the failed fourth down play to Shedrick Jackson, the subsequent bomb from Georgia. That changed the game. From that point out, Georgia scored a touchdown, then a field goal, then another touchdown. And they scored 17 straight points. Uh, Auburn did have a touchdown in that stretch, but Georgia scored 17 points on three drives and, and stretched it out to a lead that Auburn couldn't, couldn't, they couldn't keep pace with that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Um, so, Auburn falls to 4-2 and two, um, in a game they probably were going to lose. Um... What do we learn about this game? I mean, look, you know, I said, look, you got to look at wideouts after this game. We talked to Brian Harson after the game. He kind of defended the rotation. He said, look, I hear you asking about the rotation. He said, look, the guys that play are in there because they practice and they do what they're supposed to do in practice. So all that tells me is Malcolm Johnson, Javaris Johnson, Elijah Canyon, Xavion Capers. To me, that's just saying that those guys, according to Brian Harson, are not doing uh, as good of a job in the week of practice, whether it's remembering the play, the alignment, what the route should be, all of that stuff. To me, that just says the other guys seem to know the playbook better. The problem is that doesn't really matter if you go out there and you drop passes. You know, Shedrick Jackson has been we've – been, we've been told he's the most reliable player on the team, and he's dropped as many passes as anybody. Demetrius Robertson is a good player, and I understand why he's out there. He's, he's got really good speed. But, again, he dropped balls. Um, so, you know, and Kobe Hudson's a good player, and, you know, he had a, a, a good catch, a couple good catches. But I understand the little things in the alignment. It's a tough deal. You, you can't just put a receiver out there if he doesn't understand the playbook as well because the other guys are dropping passes if there's the same threat of, well, I could put this guy out there and he's not going to line up on the right side. So, you know, I think 
you know, you can get onto Harson or you could get onto now Eric Hesaw, right? Now, now what? Now who do we blame? Now is there a receivers coach we could fire? I mean, I mean, I mean, really, you, you know, you fire a receivers coach, and then now here you are, and it's one of the worst games the receivers have played. Um, having said that, you know, I think that uh, they're gonna have to figure something out. I mean, they've got to give some other guys an opportunity. I understand if it's a line. I mean, if the, but the, here's the other thing: Javaris Johnson and Malcolm. Those guys are playing. They're playing snaps. They're just not getting targets. They're getting in there and they're blocking the run blocking and things like that. Um, but something's got to change there. You cannot continue. You know, Brian Harson said uh, after the game when he was talking, he was talking about it in the context of red zone conversions. But he was like, "Look, we have to. We have to." Uh, do things differently. We can't continue to do things the same. We have to do things differently if we're going to convert in the red zone and score touchdowns. Well, to me, that applies to the receiver position as well. Uh, you have to do things differently. And if that means giving some other guys an opportunity, then and, and may, okay, maybe they don't know the playbook as well, but if they, if, if they know a handful of plays or if they know a pretty good amount, then run some plays that they're going to, I don't know, you just you got to give some other guys an opportunity. These drops are killing Auburn. Um, we talked to Bonex after the game, and he was visually frustrated. And he's not perfect, but he played well enough uh, in this game for Auburn to be in it. If those receivers catch balls, if those receivers catch passes, Bo Nix finishes this game probably 28 of 38 for 250 and no interceptions and maybe a touchdown. Uh, he played well enough to win. He's not going to be perfect. He never is, but he, he, he made some great throws in that game. Um, he made some great throws, great out routes to Kobe Hudson. He made a, a fantastic slant route to Kobe Hudson. Great pass to Shanker over the top. Um, great ball, a couple of great balls to Demetrius Robertson down the sideline. Um, he played well enough for Auburn to be in that game and have a chance to win that game. Um, the running game, look, you're not going to get much going against Georgia. Nothing really surprising there. I mean, it is what it is. Um, the problem was Auburn getting down 24 to three. Then, then Auburn has to throw the ball more than they would have wanted. I mean, it would have been nice if they could have consistently stayed with the run, and maybe you could ground out 70 yards on 30 on 30 carries. But um, it didn't. You know, they just didn't quite work that way, and they couldn't get the run going. That's no big surprise. Um, little surprised about Georgia's ability to run the ball in the second half. You know, Auburn did a great job in the first half. They held Georgia to about 35, 36 yards rushing in the first half. They gave up a buck 60 in the second half. Um, I think that, you know, just fatigue probably got to them a little bit. Georgia said, we're going to lean on, on, on this run and Georgia can run the football. They have a great offensive line. Um, but, but, you know, I think, I think a lot of that was fatigue. I'd have to go back and look, but in Georgia had a couple of big runs, but a lot of those were three, three yard runs. Um, three-and-a-half-yard runs, four-yard runs that just accumulated. Uh, Stetson Bennett was clearly the player of the game, even made some scrambles. Um, I mean, Auburn said beat us, and he did. So, look, I think if you're Auburn, you come out of this game. Uh, Brian Horson said a lot of good things after the game. Um, you know, he said, look, I'm encouraged to get back out there. We're trying to build a program. I want to get back out there with my team. I want to learn. I want to build this culture. Uh, I love football, and, and he's looking He's looking forward to the next opportunity they, they have to – practice and to play and to build. Um, so look, Auburn was a big underdog. I don't think it's the, uh, the loss surprised anybody. I think it's just some of those inconsistencies that they've got to clean up. And now they face a big test because now you turn around and you go play Arkansas at 11 a.m. 
in Fayetteville. Arkansas loses by one point to Ole Miss, puts up 51 points. So that Arkansas team is 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 plenty talented. You you look at you know they beat Texas. You look at what Texas almost knocked off Oklahoma, blew a big lead. But um, Arkansas is plenty talented and they can run the football. So if Auburn thought they were tested against Georgia, they're going to be tested even more so probably uh, against Arkansas next week. Um, you know maybe you don't have as much of a threat, but still you got Trey Lump, you have Burks and Jefferson. They can go over the top. So the Auburn defense has got to prepare really well um, and and. Um, get back to running the football. Miss had 300 and something yards rushing on Arkansas. So Auburn better figure out a way to get that running game back going again. Uh, but it's a big game. It's a big bounce back game to see if can Auburn put this win, can, can put this loss behind them, and can they flip the switch and go go play it at Arkansas. Um, I, 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 I don't want this loss to turn into you know two days of them thinking about all the mistakes they made and could have could have could have changed. I wonder if that's happened happened against Penn State, where maybe they spent a little too much time thinking about they were so close or missed opportunities, and they didn't do a good job of preparing for Georgia State. That can't happen again. So, um, look, Auburn loses the game. They've now lost five straight to Georgia for the first time since 1944 through 1948. Not great. It's also Auburn's worst loss to Georgia since 2014 in Athens when uh, Georgia won 34-7. to um, this didn't feel like a 24-point loss for most of the game, but Auburn just couldn't close the gap. Just couldn't close the gap. Um, but you know they had some chances, and just couldn't couldn't get the job done. So we'll see where they go from here. Uh, tough next few weeks: Arkansas by week, Ole Miss. Look at what A&M's doing uh, uh, at the time of recording this. A&M and Alabama are in a battle. <laughs> so now all of a sudden you're like, oh, A&M's a little bit down. Yeah, well, they're still really, really good. Uh, so a long way to go, um, but Auburn's just, you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily what they learned. I mean, they just played a better team, period. Georgia's really, really solid. You can't make mistakes uh, sometimes and beat them, let alone make a bunch of mistakes, um, like dropping passes and, and things like that. That's probably the biggest mistakes. I mean, they had a illegal formation on a punt. Um, but other than that, the drops really stalled things. I mean, for the most part, the drops just really the stalled things, and then the the busted coverage is early in the game. If they could have kept a lid on things early, that would have helped as well. So, uh, anyway, that's just kind of some quick reaction. Auburn loses to Georgia, thirty-four to ten. Make sure at auburnlive.com full um, coverage of the game, a bunch of recruit reaction. It was a great atmosphere. Bruce Pearl went wild. Cam Newton was there, so there's no question that the recruits probably had a blast and, and, and all that good stuff. So, we'll see what Auburn can do from a recruiting standpoint coming out of the weekend. Um, but that's it. Go to AuburnLive.com. Subscribe, man. Look forward to seeing everybody on the corner. And we'll be back on Monday morning with the Monday Morning Quarterback with Ben Leary. All right. See ya. Bye.